Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Dream, Build, Repeat podcast. My name is Casey Sharperson, your host, speaker, confidence cultivator, and brand new author. (laughs) This is exciting. This has been a change or shift since the last time the podcast released. And really the journey that has taken me from thinking about becoming an author to actually becoming an author was way more challenging than I ever anticipated. And that's what I wanted to share more about with you today. So my book is called Dream, Build, Repeat, Harness Fear to Confidently Pursue Your Biggest Dreams. This book has been more than a labor of love. It has been something that stretched me, something that took my mindset to another level, my heart to another level, and it has really stretched me in many different ways. The fact that I wrote a book on fear, but I was so consumed by fear (laughs) throughout this process is really hilarious. Uh, It's honestly how God works in my life, and he, He stretches me and calls me out to do different things and to do new things and to do bigger things. And honestly, I have to say that based on my experience, if the thing that you are going after doesn't make you a little bit scared, then it's likely not big enough. And I know that people say that often, but I can say for a fact (laughs) that that has been true in my life. My life has been filled with stepping out doing something different, doing something new, doing something without a blueprint, doing something without the resources, the time, the energy, whatever it is, like that process is a stretching process. So the fact that this book is about fear, but the whole time I was fearful of the book coming out and nobody reading it, the book coming out and people saying these stories are ridiculous, thinking that all of these thoughts of doubt and fear and all of that is really what I wrote about in the book, but I was experiencing it. And even when I had the outline of the book, I thought that it was going to be something different. You know, I thought it was going to be more concepts and, you know, illustrations from the world, but I really was challenged to give real life experiences from me and from people that I know, mostly from me. (laughs) And even just embracing that journey and saying that these stories are valid was a challenge for me. So I wanted to take some time to talk about what it looks like when when your dream is deferred and not deferred because of someone else, but the dream is deferred because of you. I want to talk about what it looks like to have a dream in your heart and to not see it come to fruition because of your mindset, because of your shortcomings that are in your mind, because of your experiences, whatever it is, it's not always somebody else keeping you stuck. Sometimes it's yourself. And I want to say you because it is me as well. I experience this and I want to just talk about the freedom that comes when you do accomplish something. But in order to accomplish something, you must go on this journey. You must understand that the fear is normal, but you can't be consumed by the fear. 
So the first thing I want to point out is that the reason that you have this dream in your heart or this idea in your head that won't go away, as much as you try to say, you know what, it's, it doesn't make sense, it's crazy, I don't have everything, it's still in the back of your mind, it's still in your heart, it's that thing that's on the shelf of your life that you say one day when everything is perfect, I'm going to go after that thing. But I want to say to you that if that thing is gnawing at you, it's not going to go away. It's not going to be something that your life just magically makes happen or that your life just says, you know what, or your mind just says, you know what, Uh, that was for then, that was for 10 years ago, that was for five years ago, that's for the future. It's never going to go away. And because it's never going to go away, that's how you know that it is something, an idea that's bigger than yourself. Whether the idea makes sense or not, there is a learning on the journey to accomplishing something. There's a learning on the journey of completion. There's learning on the journey of starting. So discounting the fact that you have this dream or discounting the fact that you have these ideas is really a disservice to yourself. And because you are in this mindset of saying that that's not enough, I'm not in the right position, this thing is in the back of your head, it's in the back of your heart, it's there constantly, and you're never going to be satisfied doing the status quo. You're never going to be satisfied checking the boxes that other people tell you to check while you have something in your heart and in your head that isn't happening. I'm crazy enough to believe that God gives us dreams and ideas and visions, but it's up to us to take the steps to accomplish them. So to go back to this concept, even if your idea is insane, even if nothing makes sense, sometimes the manifestation of your dream is not the actual thing that you think it is. So maybe you have this dream or you have this idea of starting a business. And so you think, oh gosh, like I I have to be a CEO right now. Like I have to build this massive empire, but I don't have everything that I need. I don't have, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You have all of these things. But what if the reason that you have this idea of starting a business is not necessarily to build this empire for yourself, but maybe along the journey of you learning, of you growing, you start meeting people and you realize that you can start serving people. You realize that there's something along the way that you're way more passionate about than that initial dream or that initial vision. And so that's the thing that you have to remember is saying that things are way more, way bigger than face value. You can think that your dream is one thing, but the reality is as you go along the journey, your dream will start to mature and it will start to get clearer because God knows that if he told you the whole vision, you would self-select, you would opt out, you would say, that's not for me. Because oftentimes we're discounting ourselves, we're discrediting ourselves, we're looking at ourselves in a negative manner, and that's not the way that he sees us. That's not the way, right? So if you have a dream, know that it might be bigger than what you think. It might be different than what you think, but you'll never know unless you start. 
So that's part one. <laughs> that's part one. My second point here, along my journey in writing this book, I had to get clear about who I was writing this book for. Right? So initially, I thought, okay, well, I write a little bit. I write blogs. I write social posts. I do these things. I write for other people. I'm sure I could probably put together a few stories and write it in a book. I laugh now because that is so ridiculous. (laughs) That's not how books get written. But that was my mindset. I'm like, you know what? Uh, It's something that I can do. You know, it's a potential revenue stream. All right, let's do it. So I didn't put a ton of thought into what my book was going to be about. I said, you know, I'm just going to do a devotional that seems to make sense. That seems to be the easiest. It's what I already do. I already write these. I already send them out. It makes the most sense. But as I started, I could never finish. I never felt peace. I never felt like this was exactly what it was supposed to be. I couldn't figure out why. So I just put it back on the back burner. As time went on. I said, okay, I really don't think I'm supposed to do devotional right now. I think I'm just supposed to do like a self-help type encouragement, empowerment book. Cool. Start working on that. Didn't really feel peace. Couldn't figure it out. Like, what is going on? Finally, I get to a point where I get a lot clearer of just my overall life mission, right? I get a lot clearer about my overall messaging. I get clear to understand that, you know, I am working with people. I am called to people who need to believe bigger for themselves, who need to see who God says they are, right? That they need to have the tools to feel equipped to do the things that are on their heart to do. So I'm getting a lot clearer. Okay, I'm working with small businesses. I'm working with corporations. I'm working with colleges and universities about strategies and branding and messaging and confidence and speaking. And that gets 100% clear. And within that, I finally felt okay, this is the message. The core message is about dreams. The core message is about confidence. And then the core message is about some of my biggest struggles, fear, rejection, overcoming. That's my overall message. So once I figured that out, I became a lot more passionate about completing the project or at least about doing the project. So as I started, I kept going kind of back and forth on the journey and figuring out exactly what the book looked like and how it would come to fruition and who the target audience would be and all of that. So as I started, I knew that this was what I thought the book should be about, but I would get so frustrated in the process. I would sit down, couldn't write, couldn't get inspired. Nothing was good enough. Nothing. I wasn't smart enough. I couldn't come up with any words. Like, it was just terrible. So I said, I said a very specific prayer. Because I had been wrestling with this for months. Probably a solid year I was wrestling with it. And I finally said, you know, I feel like this is becoming more of a burden for me than anything, but I just can't put it out of my head. And I want to put this to rest. I want to know if now is the season for this book or if now is not the time. So I remember specifically, it was in, gosh, probably March, April. I I said specifically, I remember the season. (laughs) It was spring. It was definitely spring. 
2019, and I said a prayer. I said, you know what, God, I just need to know if I'm supposed to write this book. I, I just need to know because I'm struggling. I had at that point written half of the book and I was struggling to finish the last half. And I just said, I just need to know. At that time, I flew to South Carolina where I grew up for, I guess, most of my life. So I flew there. I was there to help out a friend. I felt such a strong urge. I was talking to my friend on the phone and I just felt like I needed to be in South Carolina with her uh, to just kind of help her through some things that were going on. And I just felt like she really needed me to be there. And so I said, hey, this is the week I'm available. I remember I looked at my calendar and I had, I was traveling the next week for work. And then the following week I was like, hey, I'm coming up to South Carolina this weekend. She says, okay. So I booked my flight, but I promise you, I had such a strong urge to go. And I thought it was just to be there to serve and to support my friend. But I get in town and my parents still live there. We're out to dinner. My dad goes, hey, so are you going to speak at church on Sunday? Oh, he said, do you want to be on the program? And I said, well, what do you, what, (laughs) what do you mean on the program? You mean you want me to do announcements for a church that I don't go to anymore? Like, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to do children's ministry for, again, children that I don't know? And he's like, no, do you want to speak on Sunday? And I'm like, I came just to hang out with my friend. I just came to be a support system. I did not come for a speaking engagement. This is not what this was supposed to be. And he's like, but I mean, you know, do you want to? So I said, okay, fine. You know, it is what it is. If if the pastor's going to let me speak for two minutes, like whatever, I'll figure out something to say in the midst of doing all the things that I was going to do with my friend, which I had planned the whole weekend with her. So, so my dad goes, okay. So he sends a text to the pastor. Pastor responds and says, oh, yeah, uh, maybe. You know, what, what is she going to speak on? So my dad looks at me, we're at dinner, and I'm like, what? I don't know. I didn't come here with any messages. I don't know. (laughs) So I scrolled through my phone. I just started using this app called Evernote, and I said, oh, I'm sure I've put in some speeches there before. Like, I'm sure I have some talking points. Like, I'll just grab something from there. Only thing that's in there is one talk that I gave the summer before. And that was the only thing that had a title because he just said, you know, what's the subject she's going to be speaking on? So I just said, you know what, is what it is, whatever. This is the only title. I can't be creative right now. It's like 9 o'clock on a Friday. I have worked all day. I just flew here to South Carolina, whatever. Gave him the title, Dancing Through Disappointment. And I'm like, this is not a Sunday sermon title. Like, come on. So, (laughs) So my dad relays a message to the pastor. He texts back and he's like, okay, that sounds good. What's her scripture? And I'm like, okay, look, now this was already a stretch. The the speaking engagement that I had with dancing through disappointment was not at all a faith-based talk. I had a couple points, but none of it was based in scripture. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. So I said, look, I need the the night to sleep on it. I need to, you know, figure out whatever scripture is going to come from. Pastor says, okay. I say, okay. And I am stressed, okay? Like, to think about me teaching on Sunday. It is now Friday night. At this point, it's like 9 30, 10 o'clock. I have a subject. I don't have a <laughs> don't have a scripture at all. It's a whole journey. And 
I go to bed because I'm just like flipping through the Bible and I'm like, okay, something come out. Nothing came out. Like, it's ridiculous. It's all the things, the whole journey. (laughs) So the next morning I woke up early because I had straight up anxiety. Like my stomach was turning. I was stressed. I had committed to speaking on Sunday. It is now Saturday morning. I only have a subject. I have no supporting points. I have no scriptural support. This is not how a Sunday morning message is supposed to be prepped. Let me just tell you. And I'm going somewhere with this story. (laughs) So I finally, I said a prayer and I was like, Lord, I need a scripture right now. I I have to have scripture right now because I need to send it to the pastor. I also need to figure out a time where I'm going to study this because I already, I'm supposed to be leaving to go see my friend in an hour and a half. Like this is just, I need to figure this out. (laughs) So I go I, I pray and I'm like, Lord, I just, I got to figure it out. What's, what's going on? If you call me here, if you want me to preach this message, I need you to give me scripture. First thought that comes to my mind after that prayer, widow and jars of oil. I'm like, cool. I don't even remember where that is. I just know it's in the Old Testament somewhere. And I don't really remember. It's probably in one of the Kings. I don't know. So I have to Google where the scripture is find the scripture, text it to the pastor. He's like, okay, cool. That's that. (laughs) I go to my friend's house. I have no time. I thought I was going to have a little bit of time to prep. Didn't have time to prep. And I was just in prayer about it. And I said, well, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Come up with a few key points. Practice in the car on the way home. Back to my parents' house. It's about an hour drive. So I, you know, came up with some stuff in the car. God came up with some stuff in the car. Long story short, go to Sunday. The subject matter, because my church at home, they have themes of the month and they have scriptures and things and all of that that are associated with the overarching theme. I had no idea what the theme was. He just asked me if I was teaching on Romans. And I said, I for sure cannot teach on Romans with two days notice, like mm -mm, too heavy. (laughs) So that's all I knew. So I get there and I find out what the actual theme was. And the theme was almost exactly aligned with dance through disappointment. I had a level of anxiety I had never felt before any speaking engagement. I was nervous. I felt sick. I was stressed. But I have to say that those are the moments, the moments where you feel ill-equipped, the moments where you feel like you were not enough, the moment that you feel like you don't have enough, you aren't enough, you haven't prepared enough, you don't have enough. That's when God can come in and do a work. That's when he shows himself strong. In our weakness, he is made strong. So in my weakness, I have to say that message was one of the top four messages I have ever given in life. Promise you. It's probably up in like the top two or three, to be honest. And I know that had nothing to do with me. But I say this to say, and this is how the book came to be, true life, this is exactly what happened where I said, this is when I need to finish this book. 
after my message, people were sobbing during the message and I could not figure out why. I'm like, what is happening? (laughs) What am I saying that's upsetting people so? And you can actually find this message on YouTube. The video quality is trash. Like that's another attack. The video was perfect. I uploaded it to YouTube. It looks terrible. Whatever. The message is good. Okay. It's called Dancing Through Disappointment. It's on my website. Well, I think it's also on my website, but it's on YouTube on Casey Sharperson. So go ahead and look that up, Dancing Through Disappointment. At the end of the message, the pastor says, I never do this. We've been in been in church for 10 years. I've only done this one other time. I feel like we need to bless Casey. I feel like we need to sow a seed into the life of Casey. And I'm like, okay, I didn't grow up in churches that we did sowing seeds, right? We played, we paid tithe and that was it, or give tithe, that was it. And he's like, I just really feel like this is what we need to do. So people are giving money and all that. And I'm just like, okay. And they pray over me and it was beautiful and everybody's crying. And I'm like, okay. And at the end of the session, at the end of service, the pastor talks to me. He's like, Casey. This is a seed. Like, this is not just money for you to pocket. Like, this is a seed, and I need to know what you're going to do with the seed. I'm like, okay, <laughs> stress. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do with this? I thought I was just going to pay my rent. Like, <laughs> I thought I was going to contribute to my rent. I said, what am I supposed to do with this? And immediately as he said that, the book came to my head. It was just like the book. Like, mm, I don't know about that. I look at the money that was collected. It was the exact amount that I needed to complete my book. Editor, book cover, all that. And I'm just in shock. (laughs) I'm in total shock because my prayer before I even went to South Carolina was I need to know, is this book for this season? I share this story Because I think it's so important for people to understand that your vision is so much bigger than you. Your dream is so much bigger than you. This book wasn't about me sharing my story. The book wasn't about me becoming famous. The book was about having a message that needed to get out, but I was in the way. So God used other people to confirm and to force me to complete the thing. So I want this to be a reminder that the thing that's in your heart is so much bigger than you. It's not about you. The reason that you're facing opposition is because it's bigger than you. Having the opportunity to live out your dream, having the opportunity to stand up and to see the thing that you had in your heart come to fruition is another level of pride. It's another level of accomplishments. It's another level of satisfaction to know that the thing that's been gnawing at you is no longer gnawing at you. It's so beautiful to see the message of the book bring people to tears because it's what they needed. It's because it's what they were looking for. This book was an answer to someone's prayer. So the reason that you haven't stepped up and completed the thing that's been on your heart is because you don't think it's worth it. And I want to tell you today that it is worth it. 
that you are worth it, that the message is worth it. And if you're looking for someone to confirm the fact that now is your season, this is the confirmation. This is the message that is supposed to shake you and move you into the position that you should have been in a while ago. But even if you should have been there, even if the intention was for you to complete something years ago, God is a redeemer of time. Even if you're not a believer, I believe for you that you're never late. You're never late. You're always on time. And I have to believe that. I consistently tell myself that when I feel like, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this. I just remind myself. I affirm myself. You are in the right position at all times. You are doing the right thing at all times. You will never miss an opportunity. And that's what it is. I want to encourage you to dream to build, and to repeat. It's never too late for you to dream. It's never too late for you to build. And it's never too late for you to start again, to repeat the process, to continue the journey, continue the journey of growth, continue the journey of manifestation. So I want you to dream. I want you to build. And I want you to repeat it. This journey isn't for you. I mean, it helps you for sure. (laughs) But the journey is for the people that will be impacted by your journey. The journey is for the growth that you will experience because of the journey. And that's what's most important. So understand that you have to have a bigger vision. You have to know that this is bigger than you and that this is your wake-up call. You can do it. You can absolutely do it. I would love to hear from you, your thoughts, your opinions, your experiences, your testimonies. I would love to hear that. Go ahead to anywhere on the internet and find me, CaseySharperson.com. You can also find me on social media, CaseySharperson. I'm everywhere. So let me know what your thoughts were. Take a screenshot of this podcast. Tell me what you thought about it. And you can get my book, Dream, Build, Repeat, Harness Fear to Confidently Pursue Your Biggest Dreams on my website, caseysharperson.com, if you want an autographed copy, as well as on Amazon. Thanks so much. See you soon. Bye.